0: I know we kind of tend to bleed into these things, not really knowing
1: how to do our intros, personal life thing going on. I know, I know. In re- reality, it's only been like a day, um, but you know, this is what we do for content. So anything like three months ago that really happened, um, and any any tower stories, you know, I can't think of anything tower
0: related. But um, since at time of recording, since we've released our last episode, I've, uh, well, since you've been gone also, I've picked up a virtual reality set for video games. Yeah. And it's been a blast. I uh, have, we haven't had a chance yet for you to sit down and play any of them. Or yeah. I guess sit down and play isn't the right term. I guess stand up and play is the right term. Either or. But I haven't had a chance for, you know, for you to do that yet. I'm sure we'll get to it. but haven't had a chance to just yet but it's been a blast Uh, i got some rick and morty some star wars yeah and a couple of other small vr stuff things you know honestly you haven't even let me ask you yet i mean so i mean what's going on
1: with you uh so contracting's fun um again a lot of nda stuff right there uh, that, that said, I, I can reach back into my pocket and, you know, pull out a couple stories. But I do recall working on, you know, a couple towers. There's, as an installer, there's definitely some uh, competitiveness and all that. And whenever installer A does a really shitty job on their install and likes to run, like, fibers over step pegs, and Installer B comes by and just grinds it into the step pegs to degrade, you know, the wireless communication network. That That's considered an attack against a wireless network, right? It, it may be, like, minute, like, you know, an osprey, you know, trying to, like, eat the, uh, the coax jumpers between the radio and the antenna and, you know, bring down the tower that way. Because whenever an osprey, you know, nests and all that, that's from, like, April to November and they are a protected species under the Migratory Bird Act of such-and-such, such-and-such here, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I know it exists, and so, especially for, you know, listeners up in, like, the Northeast Corridor and all that, one reason whenever you lose service because of an off-spray, that tower cannot be worked on between April and November because it is a protected species, uh, which just means you're shit-out-of-luck service-wise, um... Now, how you're going to manage to plug and condense this down into whatever, I I don't know. We'll make it work. I guess it is still part of the intro. Um, And for that, I'm Tog. I'm Peanut. And this is Question, Possible Answer. Conflict of interest that I am trying to use this podcast in an academic essay. So, I'm basically citing my own personal experience.
0: Yeah, so this one got started with... uh... For the uncommon listener that doesn't know our history, Tog has been away for the past while, which is why there was also a delay in episodes releasing. And before he got back in town, he hit me up and was like, Hey, by the way, I'm working on a paper for school, and I have to cite this. We have to find a way to plug it in the podcast.
1: Shout out to... uh any of my fellow classmates that probably won't listen to this, um, wireless connectivity 343 uh, through
0: AMU. So I hit me up with that and I was like, oh, perfect. I have a perfect episode for us to talk about. And now that I think about it, I don't remember if this is the right episode I chose for us to talk about it. dude. I'd... But it's still a good episode to talk about.
1: It'll work. Well... Really, The Matrix would have been better, but I mean... The
0: Matrix would have been good, but we, not yet.
1: We're we're not going to force that one yet.
0: We've got a lot of topics on the list.
1: Uh, Anyway, so so Men in Black?
0: Yes. uh, Our topic of the evening, uh, since we are recording in the evening. Always. uh, Our topic is going to be Men in Black from 1997, starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Among a few other actors, actresses, but...
1: And musical pop star.
0: yeah. But main headliners being Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, so I guess, before we really get into it, a lot of people throw the term, oh, it was a perfect movie, around and around... Yep. And people get it wrong a lot of the times. Because, yeah, it was a great movie, but there was this wrong with it, there was that wrong with it. That's... Men, Men in Black, I feel like, is a perfect movie. But I, I, I will give it the 10 out of 10. As a solo movie, not counting any of the rest of the franchise, the cartoons, the comics, any of that, Men in Black solo, perfect movie.
1: I... I'll give it seven, and this is only because, you know, 90% of what we do is, like, nitpick, like, super shallow pedantic crap of the movie, which, you know, we'll get into here later because I I think we have a good list on this one, right?
0: We have a very strong list for this one.
1: So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's, uh, roll. You got any questions? I might have a possible answer
0: so no questions right off the bat but something i do love about this movie you know kind of feeding off the my viewpoint of it being a perfect movie is just the opening of the movie which is we see the life of a dragonfly but it's not a dragonfly it's an alien life form that has come from outside the Earth's atmosphere. It's entered, we go down this plane, we follow it long, and then it dies on a semi, and we follow, and we see these immigrants trying to get across the border, and then finally enter MIB, who is after one immigrant. And throughout all of that, we just kind of see the short, you know, this is the way this movie perceives alien life. Yeah, so I guess really, I just love how the opening shows us, like right off the bat, it shows us all these different levels of, I guess, world building without taking all the time to do the exposition and be like, okay, yeah, so there's aliens on the, in the universe. There's only a very small group of people that know it. And so, I get, yeah, like, that's something that I just really love about the movie that really does make it that 10 out of 10 perfect movie
1: so uh and i know this is not on any of your list but i i i I wanted to uh point out a a a certain thing so that that beginning alien that we we come across what mikey Mikey, what kind of what kind of alien was he because it's it's stated
0: isn't it stated
1: well because whenever they're having a later conversation with with jeeves and all that um no sorry i i am i am wrong not mikey it was the alien that will was going with
0: oh well that's a cephalopod
1: yes the the unlicensed cephalopod yeah that's that's
0: yeah that one's mentioned a couple of times yeah
1: yeah uh so you know what a cephalopod is can you can you give me a real world example of a cephalopod?
0: Um a trilobite? Uh
1: I mean that might be it.
0: It, I think so that's the, like I am trying to th- like it's a crustacean of sorts, isn't
1: it? It's a mollusk. Okay. Um well technically um so a a squid, octopus, cuttlefish, nautilus, those are cephalopods. The the the, the big point is these are exclusively marine animals, and all that are cephalopods.
0: Okay, so I said trilobite, which is a an extinct marine arthropod. Okay. So and, and, we said what was it anthrop or we said it's a cephalopod. Okay, so that might just be. I just heard something the and.
1: Although the similarity, although so
0: that is the trilobite.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the the, the cephalopod and all that, it, it 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 makes a little bit more sense because whenever Will's in the holding room and all that, um, he said he, he blinked twice, two sets of eyelids, right? Yes. And then K chimes in. Uh, they were gills.
0: Yes. They weren't in her legs, they were gills. He was breathing breath. Yeah. Or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes makes more sense now that, you know, I know a cephalopod is a marine animal.
0: Yeah. So. But going back into that opening scene with Mikey, um, something that I do have another appreciation for is, like, you know, we see the dragonfly come in out of Earth's atmosphere, goes into the... It's not really a semi truck. It's more just, you know. A box truck. uh, Yeah, a box truck. You know, it's got that front end that's flat, you know, like a box truck is. And then Uh, all the uh, illegal immigrants uh, come out of the van, the box truck, and then MIB pulls up. And you just immediately see okay, this group only cares about the. Quotation, illegal aliens, quotation. Yeah. Whereas, hey, here's a group that's actually coming in to care about aliens. And we get this whole sequence, and then we get introduced to the Neuralizer after everything has gone down. And it really goes to show how much of a, I guess, quick-thinking reflex needs to come into play.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. To be an MIB
0: agent, because... Yeah, you've got the neuralizer, which is something I really want to get into the possible sciences behind that and is it applicable. But just for the sake of, all right, we're going to delete your memory and then whatever we say is your new memory. Yeah. So you have to come up with something pretty quick and it has to be somewhat believable. Mm-hmm. And
1: there's definitely a high level of improv. As well as intuition and attention to detail required to be an MIB agent.
0: All right, which it makes me want to see what MIB was like before they had the neuralizer. Yeah, because I don't remember the exacts. We didn't write it down when watching, but MIB hasn't been around for more than sixty years. Whenever the first movie comes out,
1: uh, so like
0: at most sixty years. Yeah, I mean, uh. You know, At at, that time of release. Yeah. We don't remember. I I didn't right now in the exact year at least.
1: 64.
0: Okay. So yeah, easily within uh, 40 years, easily then within that point. Yeah. But they say, you know, oh, the neuralizer a gift from some friends from out of town. So. But I want to see MIB before the neuralizer. And them getting the neuralizer. Give me that story.
1: Yeah. So, uh, j- just just to break that timeline apart and all that a little bit, uh, we have the World's Fair and all that, which was the the where the sh- when the ships landed and all that.
0: And That was po- supposedly the first.
1: Yeah, the the founding kind of thing uh, for which is that after Roswell. I I don't know when Roswell happened.
0: I don't I I want to say Roswell was forty seven. Something about that. About forty-seven and Roswell. We really should have done our research before getting into the topic, but
1: But but anyway <laughs> uh so that's that's in sixty-four and all that. Hay was a founding member and all that, so he he's there. He's been around the block and all that. But at the end of the movie and all that it says man awakens from 35 year coma.
0: Oh, I didn't see that part. Like It's like I it's, it's in it's in the tabloids. Did click until just now.
1: Yeah. Uh it's in the tabloids. Uh so
0: what if you go back from 97 35 years put would put it at 6364. I would put it and the appropriate time frame. Okay. Because, I mean, you can't say just because the movie comes out in 97 that it's based in 97. It could have been based in 99 or 2000 or... No, that's true. So you have to give a couple of years either way because I don't personally recall anything in the movie explicitly saying... This is this year. Present year, this is what
1: it is. Uh, I think one of the newspapers actually okay. ha- has, a, uh, ha- has a date on it, but uh, Roswell happened in
0: 47. Okay, so I was correct on that one. But yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I'm a history buff in any means. I'm probably going to chalk it up to a video game or something that I've played recently that mentioned Roswell. Hell, it's probably Futurama. Uh,
1: either either Futurama or Independence Day for me. One of the two.
0: Yeah, which is another awesome uh, movie. We'll get
1: into that one later. Yeah. Uh, let's focus on uh, Men in Black right now.
0: Men in Black. So, I guess... um. Do we want to talk about the Neuralizer now, or do we want to push it till later?
1: Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll push that. See, see how we're doing on time.
0: Okay. Okay. So we'll push the Neuralizer. So, um, I guess the next big moment, which there's so many small things that happen here. We get, uh, this is after, uh, Jay, has confronted the cephalopod and gone through all that the interrogation. Yeah. We've been introduced to Kay talking to Jay in the interrogation room. Yeah. And now they're in MIB headquarters for the test.
1: Oh um, hold on. I, I I I do wanna comment that. So there there's a, a scene where Jay is entering MIB for the first time. He walks in, there's the door the door guy and all that.
0: Which I wanted to talk about the door guy. Okay. How powerful do you think this guy is? Do you think he's a human or do you think he's one of the aliens? You know, happens to, you know, he blends in, but he's got an innate ability, or he's a human with a silent cricket, not a noisy cricket.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great question. Um, I I. There's also the fact that it, he could be... Su- he may not be MIB. He could just be, like, a door guy.
0: Except he is in standard-issue MIB services attire.
1: Okay, wear a black suit to work. I I, I know, I know. But, like, I, I I would figure this organization has, like, different tiers on need-to-know information.
0: Which is the- why the main question is... as. Because most of the time, your first level, yeah. it's not your strongest level of defense by all means. No. But your first level of defense is normally a lot stronger than your second or your third level. Yeah. Because your first level is going to be ready to surprise retaliate. Okay. You, you, you know what I mean. Really? At least in most of your adventure shows and stuff and all that, your first level of defense is a lot stronger than your
1: second. So I want I want to talk about the elevator. So Jay walks in, he steps in the elevator, he presses a button. He does not know what floor he's going to. We never see the inside of the the elevator to see what buttons there are in there. But like, it's it's a it's a very large building. You know, there's multiple levels. So does like the elevator just like. Sentinently, like know where it's supposed to go is, is someone watching security here because it the door's closed you press the button next thing we know it opens directly into the testing room
0: so the way i feel like this goes is i feel like it's not the elevator that's programmed but it's the doorway to the elevator that's programmed so the elevator senses what floor it's on yep so, no matter what button is pressed, because it's being pressed from that floor, maybe the override code wasn't put in or something? It's just one of those other... It's that next layer of defense. Yeah, yeah, You get on this floor, you press the button, congratulations, you're going here. Yeah. It's just a possibility.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, walks into the uh, the meeting with Zednot, and, and of course he's late, like most people are, um... We're meted we're, by were met by, we're, we're met by uh, America's finest
0: the best of the best
1: of the best sir, sir. now i'm I'm military you're ex-military we loved a little poke fun research and all that at a few things
0: while we were watching we paused and rewound this scene a couple of times just to try to freeze frame and look at stuff but it was a very blurry a very blurry set of scenes and it was hard to get what we needed but But what what i gathered most of them maybe not all of them but most of them are entry-level officers in the military services yes
1: um you, you you've find this based on the rank that they have in conjunction with their service ribbon rack because to my knowledge at this point in time um, most branches if not all branches whenever you were wearing a service dress it's all or none um, and there's different awards and if you have an award you have to wear all your awards for some of your awards um
0: meaning all those pretty ribbons and everything yeah at the time the rules stated if you were going to wear one of them you had to wear all of them
1: now um i
0: believe there were amendments made for if you had too many to be appropriately appropriately worn there were rules and stuff yeah
1: yeah. But, Uh, but um a little fun fact for those that don't know, the, the U.S. Department of Defense uh, contracts with Hollywood and to have service members in uniform, something has to be wrong with the uniform. Well, we we took the time to figure out at least one of those. Um, the, the, the easiest one for us was the... Airport. Which
0: I don't know if that's since it's declared that it's supposed to be wrong, I don't know if it's something that we're supposed to call out for being wrong. You you know what I mean? I mean... The rules state something should be wrong, so should we leave it as unknown?
1: I'll say what's wrong, but I won't say what's correct. How's that? Okay. So, because of one of the uh decorations that one of the uh officers was wearing it meant that he was required to wear a, another decoration that is typically awarded out with that particular item he was missing that one that was his error i'm not saying which uniform that's on or what the awards were but it boils down to the awards people do pay attention
0: yeah uh, people like us who i mean we have time to do other things and honestly our time could be better spent doing those things but we would rather spend that time appeasing ourselves and appeasing the audience
1: well again it it boils back down to that attention to detail which is one thing that MIB is
0: they do a very good job at honestly
1: oh yeah the, I mean, that's 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 how Jay got the job, was his attention to detail.
0: Honestly, he got his job because he was able to run down a cephalopod on foot, which was an extreme detail in and of itself.
1: Yeah. Well, but I mean, that, that's how he got the interview. Um,
0: but, but back to the interview, um, real quick, just before we step away from that first interview, uh, which I feel like the paperback test in and of itself wasn't a paperback test. It was more of a think for yourself test. It
1: it it was it wasn't an IQ test. It but it was an IQ test. Like the paper didn't have anything to do with it, other than putting your name on it. It was, it was. Okay. Here's your problem. How are you going to solve it? There's a few different right. ways you can. Right,
0: and the problem itself wasn't the he. Here's a test. Answer it. Your problem was find a surface to ride on. Do your best to make this paper legible.
1: What What can you do to make your life easier while still completing the task at hand?
0: Which it. Yes, which is why I feel like in that situation, Jay did the best job. He passed, I mean, granted, he made a lot of noise, so if the test was to blend in or be inconspicuous, he probably didn't do such a good job there.
1: I I don't feel like that's MIB's main function, just because they have the neuralizer, so that true. (laughs) You fuck up, you're a little too loud, it's boops.
0: Right. Which is another wonderful beauty of the Neuralizer. Yeah. It explains how they're able to get away with so much for so long without being seen.
1: Yeah. Uh, so really, it's it's more about operator convenience at that point. Right.
0: But, back to that test. Let's just say, for sake of reason, uh, I didn't catch his name even though we went back and watched the scene. But let's just say the second lieutenant who stands up and... West point yeah the west point graduate with honors sir <laughs> let's just say he was the mib candidate they got chosen yeah and we're gonna flash forward through the movie just assuming this was the guy instead of jay so this is our new j
1: yeah J2.0. Fu-
0: j 2.0 how far j point two oh.
1: Point two oh.
0: he's not even 1.0 how far into the movie would this guy have gotten before he was either dead or neuralized back into normal society?
1: 20 minutes. 20 <laughs> minutes.
0: I don't think he would have made it through the birth. But but to, to, to backtrack from that question, honestly, all these people are here because they've had interactions with alien activity of some sort. You have to assume, because it's MIB yeah and if nypd is there because he was able to run down a cephalopod he didn't even see anything crazy he was just able to catch up with one physically yeah you have to think what these military guys had to be up with because they're not just out there and doing whatever they're assigned to a task one of them uh was assigned to uh some type of rocket propulsion.
1: Yeah, missile command.
0: Yeah, uh, something of the sort. One of them, I believe, was in maintenance. I'm not 100 percent sure. We yeah, can't, we can't see all their badges, but so just based off that information, you know, one of them might be in Colorado, one of them in North Carolina, one of them in Cal. You know, they could be all over. They could all be in one place.
1: New Mexico, Minot. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you never know where, but you have. You just have to wonder. Yeah. Well, what did these guys see to be like? come to New York let's see what you got
1: yep uh so m- moving on in the test and all I think after the the IQ test they they bring it in into the shooting range yes you got to be qualified um
0: little Tiffany
1: so I is it uh, we're not in like a question mode I mean everything's like statement right now which is very weird for us
0: I mean it works perfectly
1: but uh so we it's it's that attention to detail. Um, cause in that scene and all that, although after, after he shoots little Tiffany and all that, and he starts to explain why he shot little Tiffany, um,
0: which in my book is a hundred percent correct. And he aced that test with flying colors.
1: Oh, oh, and, and they
0: never, I, I've never seen anything from the directors or writers that say who's right and who's wrong.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and let, let's be honest. That's entirely how that should have gone. Um, Despite, you know, just, like, constantly flagging someone with, like, the barrel of his gun. Like, it, barrel discipline was out the window. Um, however, finger discipline,
0: very important. Well, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't say barrel discipline, the barrel discipline is out the window. Because in that scenario, he is in an active zone of engagement. He doesn't know hostile from enemy. But like you said, finger discipline is on point. Yeah. So
1: the I, I don't think the
0: point. He, he's at that point. You're still in identification. I mean, I've never been in a hostile scenario, let alone one like that. But I've never been in a hostile scenario of that aspect of, you know, identify, point away, et cetera, et
1: cetera. Oh, no, I'm talking about after that, whenever you know, explaining his reasoning to to Zed and all that, and he's he's got sure. his gun and he. He's sitting there explaining, and he's waving around. He he flagged Zed, you know, at least five times. Well, like
0: at that point, you're also told that you're in a training scenario, so you're going to assume that that uh, again, I, it's weapon handling. So you don't, you know, you always want to assume that it's fully loaded with the most hostile possible. He's
1: also the only one that checks the safety. None of none of them. He went-
0: is the only one that puts his weapon safety on before putting it on. At least the only one we see. Yes. Putting the safety on.
1: None of them cleared their weapons properly.
0: Which is also, uh, I believe as Zed puts, you are exactly what we have come to expect from years, years of government training. <laughs> yeah. So if you'll come with me, we just have one more thing. and like I agree. Eye exam. Yeah. But since we're on the topic of weapons real quick, I do want to rewind real quick to something I forgot. All right uh J and k going through the streets at the very beginning whenever st- you know if you saw that weapon again can you identify it if you'd only ever seen one alien weapon and then someone coming up to you and is like if you saw that weapon again could you identify it you're gonna say yes more than likely because yeah. you've only seen the one yeah all right now we're gonna go over to jack g's spot and he's going to press a button, and there's going to be about six or seven different turntables that all turn over. And you are faced with a wall of alien weapons. How sure are you that you would be able to find that same alien weapon that you have only ever seen once before? Amidst of weapons of things that you had never seen before.
1: So I, I'm going to actually equate this into our uh, d d Segment real quick. because I knew you were lacking one, but I feel like this this is perfect. Okay. Because this right here is the example, or the perfect example, of a proper perception check. And a proper history check. Because he had to get a good enough role in his perception to see the gun, recognize and all that, and so then the history check... I'm
0: assuming that the perception check would happen in some type of mid-combat... Yes. Surprise, and your character chose to grapple or something to try to make the arrest. Yeah. Congratulations, the weapon falls. Make a perception check. Yeah. And okay. then that six seconds, you see the weapon fall; it disintegrates.
1: Yeah. And then, whenever he's at Jack Jeeves, now we got the history check to check his memory on what would have been. So he had a a good enough perception roll combined with a good enough. History role to make it work to where he could do it, and that's your D and D segment of the week.
0: Follow up D and D question, real quick, since we're on the topic. Okay. Would you say that Jay is a human, or is Jay a variant human? Variant. What makes him variant? Or uh it's just regular human.
1: So, if I'm not mistaken, um whenever you choose the variant and all that, you can choose to, in, instead, you know, having, like, an increase in your ability scores, you get to take a feat, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, it's, it's, it's been a while since, since I've, I've read that.
0: built a variant. Of, I haven't built a human or variant,
1: but it, so. But, if, if, if that's correct, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, if I be, uh, that's how it goes. Uh, the, the variant he has, um, is the, the feet that uh, gives him uh, increased movement. It's uh, not haste, but, I don't know, there's something that doubles speed. Okay. So, that's...
0: Okay, so you're just going with variant just for the simple fact of that speed increase. Yeah. The character... I mean, if you were doing a homebrew variant, you could just say, this is why. Yeah. Because he has double movement. Okay.
1: Because the, the... That 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 single feat right there was what allowed him to get the interview. So it's it's such a big deal. So yeah, that, that that's my explanation on that one.
0: Um. So so we do get the uh, small mention early. Um. They are fifteen hundred aliens uh, on Earth.
1: Yes. Most
0: of which are in Manhattan.
1: Yes. Okay. So uh, this this is this is my question. All right.
0: Possible answer.
1: So, we have roughly 1,500 at any given point in time. All right. So, some of those are at least going to be in, you know, customs and all that at MIB.
0: Right. And and my reasoning, we aren't counting official MIB personnel aliens, like the ones that are in headquarters at least. Yeah. And we're also not counting the ones that are still there for in processing for visitation. I, ones that are there for visitation.
1: It Ones that are there for, for work or processing at that point in time, going through customs, we're not counting in that 1,500. All right. So that's 1,500 throughout the world. All right. Now, I think we did the math roughly on it and all that. And in just the, the first MIB, he... Jay has encountered a minimum of five to ten different aliens throughout the movie. First movie, we, we have at least seven that are registered. They made it through customs, et cetera, et cetera. That, oh, wait, his teacher. That's oh, right. yes,
0: and the teacher from third grade, Miss Eckelstein Something like or that. Or Ecclestein, or something along
1: those lines. Revolve class that one uh so th- there, there's eight eight out of you know 1500 just right then and there um
0: which i mean they did say you know uh,
1: most live in manhattan um but let me let me do the math so eight divided by 1500 that is half a percent half a percent of that population we see now if we were to push that same logic and math into mib2 just what we're shown we have you know 200 and the little you know uh grand central locker uh we got so many others and this is this is just what we're seeing and i think between that i i feel like he he's seen roughly you know 10% of the alien population across the world on a minimum just in those two movies not including anything like that we don't see filmed right so
0: and that's definitely not including that cartoon series they made yeah
1: no but,
0: but yeah that's that it really does beg to question is 1500 the right number to have dropped
1: i'll I'll put it to you this way My graduating class was one
0: thousand one hundred and ten. That's about roughly what mine was. We
1: shared the high school with the juniors, which was another graduating class of another thousand. So there were more people in my high school than there are aliens on Earth at any given point in time in the MIB universe.
0: But also, we have... I, I do want to ask... There is the scene whenever we have Edgar... Edgar, quotation marks, or uh, fake Edgar, the alien... Yes. Um, approaching the uh, pest guy. I don't remember what company he's with, but... I, we see his van the rest of the movie, because Edgar drives around it.
1: I think it's pest brand, pest control.
0: That might be it. Um... But, at least for me, I feel like, in that universe, if I'm there to take care of some pests and I'm starting to have this interaction with a fellow who is like, don't do that. Try to reason with the guy. Oh, you know, I didn't plan on killing them. I was just going to relocate them to an environment, safe, you know, more acclimated for their liking.
1: It's the 90s in New York. People are hostile.
0: But if I'm in New York... In the and People colonies,
1: are high. hostile.
0: I'm going to do my best to de-escalate the situation, and I feel like that would have been in my book. I don't know.
1: I don't feel like de-escalation existed back then.
0: Alright, well, scratching that, then. Let's just move on to the next
1: thing. Uh, uh, actually, no, I, I, I still I, I, want to talk about Edgar for a second. Okay. So we have the roach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's in Edgar.
0: No, you're talking about the roach that is Edgar?
1: The roach that is in the Edgar suit.
0: Okay, so the roach that is Edgar. Yes. Alright.
1: At the end of the movie, we get to see actually how big that roach is. It is large enough to swallow a whole man. And yet, it's squeezed into the Edgar suit
0: feel like if you were to look at a roach's skeleton i haven't done this myself and i have nothing to back this up but i feel like that if you were to look at one based off how big it is it's gonna have a different number of plates along its back scale yep and those plates will fold in on itself somewhat maybe not fold in that might not be the right word but uh But they'll overlap like a roof shingle and you can compress them a certain amount. Yes. So maybe based off of how big that roach is, that amount of compression based with the hunch around the head frame of it and the legs and everything.
1: It's the legs.
0: But, you know, it it, might have been possible.
1: The legs themselves of the roach are Will Smith's height.
0: But they're paper-thin and bendable.
1: They're at least the size of his arm.
0: Okay, those can sit in his chest.
1: They have to go through to his limbs.
0: Okay, well that's where the elbows are, down to the knee.
1: The joints don't line up! It's a movie. I know it's a movie, but the joints <laughs> don't give up.
0: Or I fall back on the <laughs> "it's a movie" argument.
1: I love how you are trying to save it so hard.
0: I fought it for as long as I. I tried. You have to give me credit for the the body compression argument.
1: Well, it would it would, it would have been a lot easier if you know If you had was like in the end. Well, no, I, that or you know. There was something stated that, you know, he's using, like, body compression technology, like the Raxacora Fallopatorius from, you know, the planet Selene in Doctor Who.
0: Conforming, or not conforming, but, uh, uh... Condensing? Not condensing. The person arguing against, but not arguing trying to appease the person
1: de-escalation
0: yes so you're talking about de-escalating the situation instead of to try to save your skin um honestly i don't feel like that would have ever worked because it is a cockroach and he probably still would have killed you but i like to think of the idea of someone coming up with the idea
1: to de-escalate to, it. to,
0: to try that And this alien accidentally gets a human to do their bidding for them. Because if you think about this movie, the idea of this cockroach driving the truck, learning how to drive, talking, you know, just all the small things he has to do. If he would have had someone that he had tricked to do all of this for him because this guy knew what he was and was scared for his life just imagining how different this movie would have been and how much things would have been different because of such
1: so so that also brings me to like the language area because here on planet earth there's there's so many different languages and all that i can't i don't know how many there are but there's 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 enough i mean there's A crap ton on different language learning apps and that doesn't even cover all of them because the the native americans even had a you know so many
0: right just the number of languages on earth
1: yeah so there's that but but somehow every alien can speak english
0: all right and i feel like a lot of that argument is made for Oh, well, you know, I hate to use it so early in the discussion, but the major argument for that is it's a movie they're gonna speak whatever language the movie's in yeah, but with the movie that does everything so right
1: well they they even have like a moment where some of the aliens are speaking in the alien language, but once once the Edgar cockroach is no longer. Edgar, you never hear him speak another word. Right. He just growls angrily.
0: Which, we do have moments in the first movie and in the sequel that somewhat address this. In the first one, we do have a moment whenever uh, J and K, they're in this room during his first initiation. I want to say before he puts on the suit. Yeah, the moment where Jay touches the globe and everything flies around, and it was the case for the New York uh, blackout yeah. of whatever year. Uh, he, uh, Kay does bring up the fact that they have this translator or something. Yeah. Uh, but it was deemed too powerful or something. But then in Men in Black 2, uh, Jay pulls out a translator of sorts.
1: Like a pocket translator. Yeah.
0: And uses it at the post office. Yeah. So they do have a workaround for it, but. For that time frame, it's non-existent. Yeah. How lucky for the cockroach to speak English. Yeah. And know how to drive. And know what sugar is. And yeah. <laughs> just all these things that it's capable of doing.
1: What you got next?
0: You noisy cricket.
1: Okay. So I I actually have a couple things on this one. So here we have the noisy cricket, um, and and with this uh particular device, small little pistol, um, packs great punch. One question I have: Why is the noisy cricket not a standard issue sidearm that they carry on them?
0: Well, my biggest argument for that is the reason why it's not a standard-issue sidearm for multiple reasons. First off, look at how Jay handles it as a sidearm and how much destruction it does. It sends him flying backwards. Yeah. It. I don't know why he's been issued it. For a while. I mean,
1: that, that's true.
0: And, and number two, which kind of got sub-answered with number one is the back-force inertia. But also, h- how many of these can they produce?
1: Uh, um, there is multiple, because in the second one, we, we do see uh, a different colored version of it that gets issued to K whenever he goes up against... uh, Well, he goes to get his memory back from um, Jeeves, and he shoots Jeeves in the pie hole. Not mm-hmm. knowing that he's coming back. Um, but yeah, so it's there's at least more than one out there. And especially whenever Jeeves is selling, you know, rare imports, I assume that Jeeves could get his hands on other. And if Jeeves can do it, then so could, you know, MIB like they may not manufacture it themselves, but they, they sure know a guy that can do it. Um, and the other thing is the, the weaponry that they use and all that. I, I feel like requires its own, like training, Like, I know military-wise, you get trained on a weapon extensively before you get to use it in the field. But but we end up, you know, with people who are on naval ships that are in charge of different battery systems. They get extensive training on the operation of that. Artillery people get extensive training on that. Mortarmen get extensive training on that. Okay. Even infantry get training on the fucking grenades. Okay, it's 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 not just that real quick twenty minute point click kind of thing. But you're supposed to get more training. There's there's at least a classroom session on it. Not here's the noisy cricket. Let's go. The other thing, did Jay ever fill out his W two for this place? Did he did he get HR paperwork? Honestly, I feel like there's a
0: workaround in that because. All existence of him is deleted. His social security number is deleted. Technically, there is no knowledge of this person ever existing. We know he gets paid based off what we see in future movies. Yeah. But... As far as we know, he does
1: all this for free. Is there a company handbook that he has to go through? You're new. whether, Whether or not, you know... You want to be treated like the new guy or not. You're new to this organization situation, There, you still gotta have some kind of training on the policies as a bare minimum. On a bare minimum. Like, if I go from one bank to another working, bank A does it one way, bank B does it another, I still need trained on their system. Am I wrong in that statement? No, not at all. So, I, I, I feel like to i i feel like they throw them in the field a lot quicker than what should have happened but i also understand it's a movie so
0: i found my notes for the handbook and
1: uh what's it say
0: uh so all i put for the notes on this one were it might be handbook or lack thereof and that's all i
1: put I mean that, that's that's pretty much the issue. I
0: feel like that covers it. I wish I could remember the scene that made me think of it. I guess the only thing I can think of in the moment now is that same moment with you with the noisy cricket. Yeah. Uh, out in the streets, and Kay just responds, "We don't do that. There's always this, or there's always that happening." Yeah. Shouldn't that be in the handbook? Like, don't respond like this. Don't worry. Everyone always thinks they're going to die.
1: But it doesn't matter because they can always blank people's memory. All right, all right. Crushing on, what do we got?
0: A you reference.
1: Oh, yes, th- that's right. So, um, Orion is not a cat, he is a flarkin. And for those that don't know, the Flarkin is the alien creature that basically scratches Fury's eye out and all that in Captain Marvel. Um, It makes sense because here we have an alien owner that shows up. It wouldn't make sense for him to adopt, like, a terrestrial cat. You figure the cat came with him and all that. So the Flarkin came with him. Decked it out in jewelry. He named it Orion. He probably picked it up in the Orion Nebula.
0: Speaking of Orion and Orion's belt. In the movie, we have these small glimpses and scenes whenever Jay realizes finally, oh, they're not talking about the star system. They're talking about Orion's collar. But it's like, with the experience of the MIB collective, wouldn't they know that a galaxy could be smaller than normal? Hinting towards MIV2, where they knew about the locker that opened the multiverse, or whatever you want to call it. And so, weren't they know that it's possibility that Orion's belt was the size of a marble?
1: So, I, I have an answer for this, actually. Okay. Um, And th- this is a real world. Um, There are certain universities and like major science programs, like at CERN and all that, where they will hire the resident, like, dumb guy to come in and basically, like, give the stupid answer. Like, the obvious answer that the brains are just... They're they're, they're too smart. They're stupid. They're, they're missing this simple thing where it's, we can't do this because of this blah, 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 blah. Well, why can't you do it? Uh... uh what it's 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 that i don't know the the rules on how this operates so i'm not limited by the defined rules and presets of how it operates on trying to find the solution so it, it it's it's like being too close to the image to see the picture if that makes any sense but there's also the other side of, of that, um, where there, there's Jay, and again his like pristine attention to detail, because it, it it was only because he saw Frank bark at the cat that he realized that the cat had a bell, and so did Orion. And it it, it was just, it was those dots connecting. And those dots would not have connected had he not rolled high on his perception checks in those areas.
0: Right, right. And even then he would have had to do an investigation check at the initial time. Yeah. But I'm that's getting off course somewhat. Well I
1: was circling back to D D for a second.
0: Right, right. Now I, I wanted to, but at the same time What else you got? Um I, I wanted to circle back real quick because you were talking about the scope of things and the satellites and and this one we have, you know, they we have different. What was it? We see four eighteen German, FN something something four sixteen and
1: four eighteen and four thousand. Yes, and yes. something like that. They're they're obviously like different views from different satellite clusters and all that. And so I know I know you were thinking that it was like. The numbers were, like, the, the zoom optics on it. And, of course, my my thinking on it was the number of, like, which satellite it was. Then again, 4,000 satellites in the sky is technically a lot for private ownership of MIB. Right.
0: I feel like at that point, it would be somewhat hard to hide it.
1: Yeah. Not impossible, though. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, the and i don't know if this is a continuity error and all that but the angles on which the the planet is in relation to the what's being shown through like the lens of the satellite changes for each of those as well as like the zoom ratio on things so it's i don't know it's it's a weird moment where they're they're showing tech but also not like showing tech um,
0: In reality, it's more or less really just a moment that makes me want a small prequel series even more movie. And then they had the third movie, and then they made it might be international. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, neither have I. But none of those have shown us the before times. No, the, the pre Will Smith era. I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm. You know, neuralize the world of all this and take us back to the beginning. Even retcon it a little bit so we don't have to have uh, K in the initial inception. You know, maybe maybe give us a slight rebirth of the series as a whole, but show us the beginning.
1: I mean, you can even keep him; just he's on a different assignment, kind of thing.
0: Well, I, I was just thinking, like you could keep him, just don't have him be one of the initial members. Maybe have it. Ev- Lasted for forty years or something beforehand,
1: but so uh, just
0: have it be you know that was his initial introduction to the world.
1: Yep, yeah. kind of, kind of piggybacking on what we were talking about a second ago before you know we, we got on the the series topic. But so in it you, you see this battle cruiser right
0: mm-hmm.
1: now. I looked hard. I didn't. I didn't find an answer to this, but. You uh, and I wanted to know how big it was because I know whenever we re- we did the Star Wars episode, we researched the size of the Death Star, the size of Star Killer Base, all those stuff, and the Death Star was only a hundred miles, right? I want to say. So the fact that they're they're showing this uh Battlecruiser cruiser and all that that is. Again, full of, like, tiny little aliens, um, because I, that's the, the people of it. I, I, I'm I real curious as to the size of the ship versus the damage the ship can produce. Now, we know small things can be powerful, which is kind of like the whole message of this.
0: So, something I love is, you know, oh, we're going to hit the, the hot sheets. Oh, what are the hot sheets? Oh, the tabloids. Yeah. They never really talk on how they fill the hot sheets. Yeah. And I got to thinking about it. How many times do they have a block-wide incident that they have to neuralize? And how many people aren't turned to face the right way? <laughs> so I always think about it as like, uh, there's one one or two people that were at the scene that weren't paying attention or were wearing sunglasses or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they just happen to make it through. And they're trying to talk to someone who they know was there and experienced it. So it'd be like me trying to talk to you about it. Yeah. I'm like, no, this definitely happened. And you're just like, no. It was reflection off of Mars and weathered balloon. Whatever Will Smith says.
1: Yeah, you know what that is? That's conspiracy theories. 100%.
0: Right, which is exactly what the tabloids are. Yeah. It's just, like, the, you know, how many times have they had to do that? How many people,
1: you know, like... So, I... And I, and I wanted to touch on those, but this is, like, 1997, and I think I had some, like, NSA-level, like, conspiracy bullshit drafted for this. I think I was talking about... I don't remember the, like, full train, but... So, we have the hot sheet where he, he goes... They go and they find that, hey, the, the farmer's wife and all that saw the alien, etc etc. Well, one who obtained the information, who was the reporter, two, how do they, you know, protect identity? Like, there, there's a lot of bureaucracy in government and all that, and MIB is still a government agency. While they do get around a lot of it with the Neuralizer, they there's. still... Still paperwork involved somewhere, because you do...
0: Nowhere in the first three movies did they ever say what branch of the government do they report to. I believe they say, because I believe Jay asked, and I might be misquoting here, but I believe it's what branch of the government report to, and, and Kay responds with none, they ask too many questions.
1: Yeah, but with organizations, there's still bureaucracy, reports still need to be filed, Analysts still needs to happen, and all that.
0: I mean, if they own the patents on a few little things here and there, they could just operate under an umbrella corporation. Yeah. Of sorts.
1: But you, you still have to process the paperwork to order parts. So, there, there, there's still some kind of paperwork involved. Uh, so... My 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 question I have, this this doubles back. This is part of the paperwork as, as well as touching back on the uh, noisy cricket gun use, because uh, I wanted to know why they you know didn't use it as sidearms. Um, so what would have happened if the uh, roach ate the guns and then made it off the rock? Like if 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 Jay hadn't been able to stop him and keep him there. He, he hadn't eaten K like he had the guns if he would have just run away and left
0: so he ate the guns both guns and then instead of k getting eaten he gets on board and gets away and mm. end of movie yeah thing. um
1: what kind of paperwork are they looking at there
0: so I, I I do feel like there is the appropriate paperwork that you can file still for Maybe not for that, you know. Not you know, in a real life situation, I feel like there is the appropriate paperwork to file for a stolen firearm. Yes, you know, you know, to differ from misplaced. Yes, which could still suffer for repercussions, but at that point, you're pending investigation.
1: Yeah, on on minimum, there's there's definitely gonna be like OSI.
0: So so in the MIB scenario, where you have the. M-I-B-O-I, the Men in Black Office of Investigations. Yeah.
1: Um, S-I, because it's Special Investigations.
0: The only reason I wouldn't say that is because in the beginning is because he says you will dress only according to the Men in Black Special Services. Yeah. So, he's already special. So, there wouldn't be an Office of Special Investigations. They're just an Office of Investigations.
1: Well, so at that point
0: we're getting real nitpicky though.
1: I mean we really are, but but anyway, so there the, there's definitely gonna be paperwork yeah. involved. This.
0: But but I, I feel like with I feel like they would know that there is a chance of something like that. So pending investigation, they're not gonna be in repercussions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now if they were to try to file paperwork and say that oh he stole the guns and then they neuralized the block or something, and then a week later. There's a giant explosion that gets traced back to oh this normal person has this gun and they fired the noisy cricket yeah it didn't get eaten by a cockroach at that point you
1: lose like d- did they lose them in an authentic way yes okay but there's there's still the paperwork of you you've lost
0: and the great thing is for lack of a better government instead government. of doing like instead of doing the hassle of all that like once you know for a fact that you've got him pinned. You can just neuralize them and change their memory to where it's like, hey, you went through this, you accepted it. Yeah. Move on.
1: Uh, So the, the other thing I have, the, the two rifles that they that they use, um, that's the equivalent of, like, anti-aircraft ordinance. Because it literally took out a foe.
0: To be fair. To be fair. This is a UFO that was... At this point, stationary on Earth for 40 years.
1: I'm not saying it didn't have, like, weathering effects and, you know, on a minimum water damage. They had a rifle that can take down an airplane.
0: Look at the noisy cricket. It was two and a half centimeters all the way, you know, at most, all the way around.
1: Yeah. And And, technically, it's anti tank.
0: And it was able to create a blast the size of my face. A
1: little bit larger than that, but yeah. Uh, Technically, the the Noisy Cricket is anti-tank. How much force do you think the Noisy Cricket is putting out whenever it throws a 200-pound man, like...
0: 15 foot back with a force to crack a windshield?
1: Yeah like i am I am not a math major, and I know there's formulae and evidence. again,
0: he wasn't properly trained like we mentioned earlier, they didn't do the proper training scenarios, so we didn't get the montage from learning proper stance to fire that weapon that because that could greatly just be a matter of him not having proper center of gravity upon shooting upon pulling the trigger th-
1: that that is true.
0: Since we were kind of talking about uh, the roach eating the weapons and all the repercussions and stuff like that, just the pure luck that...
1: So, there, there are a lot of things that had to go right for the cockroach. So, here we have the cockroach flying through space, something happens to the ship, he goes down, right? We, we're, we don't really see what causes him to crash, but he he, he crashes. Okay.
0: I would just assume that was him coming to Earth. Yeah. And he didn't look like he was very experienced in what he was doing all the time. So I would assume he had a plan, but he didn't have all the plan. Okay. He knew how to take off and he knew how to fly. He forgot to learn how to land.
1: Here here we have Edgar. He's flying in. Something's wrong with the ship. He goes to crash. He just happens to crash in the right part of the world, the the world, to be within, you know, a day or two's travel to where Orion is.
0: I could see that as... As he was approaching, they would know, most of the, I would assume, alien life forms would know if you're going to Earth. Go to New York. Go to New York, that's where their headquarters for customs and all, you know, to, to make sure you don't cause a war without meaning to cause a war. Yeah. I feel like that would be the common knowledge. So I feel like he would know to go there, and he either had a malfunction, his plan was to try to blend in upon arrival, as we see, I don't remember her name in the second one, yeah. But we see that version get played out as well. Selena. Selena, that's it. We see her come to Earth and try to do that as well. Yeah. So he either had issues and crash landed or his plane was to show up all along.
1: But yeah, so he, he gets lucky and he just happens to crash in in New York, Pennsylvania. You know, something a day's travel. With, with, I'm going to say within six hours of New York City. I'll give it six to eight. Um, the next thing, he gets shot out of the sky by the anti- or, or you know anti-aircraft rifles, and then he crashes. And whenever he crashes, out of the three hundred and sixty degrees that that you know ship could have been facing, it just happens to be facing the right direction to you know for them to. Whenever you see most UFOs, and again, this is a movie. Uh, whenever you see most UFOs, don't they typically unload and load from like the back
0: of this ship so most of the ones i can think of um they either have the direct zero degree in the middle underneath yeah that just has like a gravity well that pulls them up yeah or they normally have a ramp that opens facing down so they can make the appearance in front of yeah, but the, I'm referencing, like, I'm trying to think of, like, Simpsons episodes, some uh, uh, X-Files, well, a couple of other things. I can't really think of anything that has the ramp in the back, even in Star
1: Wars. Most of the ships that I'm thinking of, it, it it's, makes more sense, and it's a stronger security feature to have it be back-loaded versus front-loaded, because... You have the pilot just right there. And if the first thing you're coming across as you board is the pilot's chair, but so you have that ship that Edgar hops in, right? Uh, you said it was sitting there for you know 40 years-ish,
0: 40-ish, give or take five.
1: Yeah, so the ship arrives, it parks, they you know put it on the towers for you know World's Fair and all that, et etc., cetera, et cetera. use those as a radio tower. Um, but uh. It's been sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and sitting there for forty years. Those ships that have been sitting there for forty years are gonna have, you know, their own individual like issues because metal's been sitting out, birds, hail, lightning. They're gonna have received some kind of weathering damage throughout the year, even, even if it is just the cockroaches and rats that climb up the top of the tower. Right. The birds that
0: climb. For him not to get taken down by the men in black, but for him to knock J and K back on the ground for him to get away. Yeah. Just for him to realize that cockroaches and varmints and this and that, all these things that he was there for. Are are what destroy, destroy what destroy the wiring in the ship and take him down.
1: Yeah. So... Alright, I feel like we're coming to a close here.
0: We're we're, we're getting pretty close. I, I do have a couple of questions.
1: I might have some possible answers.
0: So, how many times has Jay been neuralized in the Men in Black series?
1: Uh, at least a minimum of once.
0: By the time we are introduced to him in the first movie?
1: A minimum of once.
0: Okay, when?
1: So, whenever... uh. K picks him up from the police station and all that. Takes him out to eat. They're sitting there talking. K, At some point in time during that, he gets neuralized because... K is often his own little explanation. Tells me he needs to lay off Meet me here. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't really go into, like, exact detail. But definitely, like, neuralized at least part of the night away. Not not the whole night because he still had to have the information on like the cephalopod, but I, there's 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 at least a good moment. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: The other time Jay is neuralized yep. is as a kid. So I guess the last real thought for the night. Yep. Um. So if. This whole movie was K training his replacement and yeah. not his partner. Yeah. Why did we not have D training his replacement? Uh, D being the partner from the beginning of the movie that is neuralized, you know, with the whole Mikey situation. That guy, the other old guy.
1: So, so th- that that's a valid question and and in, in reality here's how i feel like that played out so one quit one put in two weeks notice that's 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 what that exit is then, then there's the other side of it here, here you have j and the, the j and k relationship right there you got to figure that, that that whole thing is within like a minimum a week's time. So it's 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 still a very quick thing. And Jay, Jay and Kay's relationship is very, very close considering. I feel like they would have had to work together a minimum of like six months for it to be like a proper transition and all that. Because you have a a brand new agent that only has four days of on-the-job experience.
0: I'm pretty sure any of these other topics that we have listed we can bring up in the next one.
1: Alright, I'm killing it here. I'm Tog. I'm Peter. This question
0: possible to answer. Good night, everybody.